Welcome to Under the Cardboard Box Podcast. I'm Jairo Martinez. And I'm Arnaldo Castillo. Wait. Welcome to Under the Cardboard Box Podcast. I'm Arnaldo Castillo. And I'm Jairo Martinez. And this is episode 52. We are here in New York City in Soundproof Studios. How are you, bro? Yeah, I'm doing pretty good, man. How are you? I'm good, man. I'm good. Yes, yes, absolutely. I hope you guys are enjoying. Well, you guys will be listening to this on Tuesday, Monday, if you support us on Patreon. Yes. Um, But we are so glad to be here uh, recording another episode, episode 52 on schedule. That's right. Um, We are just going to get right into it because you guys want us to give you what's going on. So we got a bit of news today, and we're actually going to continue conversation on MGS5. We've got a lot of news, or rather, not news, rather, we got a lot of comments back about our episode 51, bro. Did you manage to catch all those emails? Yeah, I was uh, actually catching up on it because I guess I missed it over the week, but I was catching up on it and some good insight from our fans out there. I love it when fans, one, they write, uh, exceptionally well. I do appreciate good grammar and like, you know, all of that stuff. Anyway, um, but also I appreciate all the facts and, and stuff that this person mentioned. So very good. Love all the feedback we've got. Good and bad. Like we said before, we love them all. Ready to start episode 52. Such a great day today also. And hopefully the people listening right now are having a good Tuesday, if you're listening to this on a Tuesday. Absolutely, guys. Absolutely. Enjoy your drive. So some of the things you'll be hearing about today, we've got some uh, new intel on Metal Gear Survive, uh, some Death Stranding news, and uh, unfortunate news. All that in the CB News. The CB News. So for our first piece of news, we're looking at Death Stranding Dog Tags merchandise. More merchandise, Arnaldo, from a game that hasn't been uh, released yet. With aspects of Metal Gear, because now we've got doll tags. Where was that famous from again? Metal Gear. Solid 2, yep. Kojima has shared some images of a titanium replica representing the dog tag-like item Norman Reedus' character is wearing in the first Death Stranding trailer. Oh, of course. The plates are inscribed with the Wow, man, this is this this is a word that's gonna get me here. All right, we'll try it. Schwarzschild radius. I think I said that pretty good. Equation from the field of astrophysics: the Schwarzschild Schwarzschild radius equation. <laughs> two for two. R G equals two G M slash C two exponent is related to black holes, a phenomenon that is theorized to play a role. In the game. Black holes. Uh, yeah. I mean, this is it. Here you can see a picture, an up-close picture of it on MetalGearInformer.com where we see the dog tags. They kind of look like USB thumbsticks. <laughs> Not going to lie. Yeah, right? they do. They look like they come off. And, right. Uh, and you can just plug it into your you got computer. About, you got about 64 gigs in there. Right. Um, okay. So here you see Yoji Shinkawa as well wearing the dog tags. Mm-hmm. And let's see. Hideo Kojima said... The thing that Norman Reedus uh, is wearing in Death Stranding has been created based from CGI model data. Material is titanium, and this is still a sample. Checking to see whether uh, to merchandise, Hideo Kojima said. So it looks like it's not officially a merch, uh, like a, something that's going to be um, sold. You mean like the game? <laughs> yeah. You mean like the game? It's a sample, all right? We got sample... Uh, merchandise, sample games, sample videos. Sample everything, man. <laughs> and fetus readers. Uh, so they end off by saying, it seems like Kojima is considering selling this replica as a piece of merchandise, though, according to the game designer, this is still a sample. Below are more images of Norma Reedus' character wearing the items around his neck with other equations. Uh, it could mean something here, I guess, with the equations on these uh, dog slash thumbsticks. Um, who knows? Uh, that's not a thumbstick. That's like a finger. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty big. <laughs> <laughs> Some of the comments are actually pretty funny. I'm reading them now. Um, yeah, it's, uh, one guy said, I would get a pen drive shaped like that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's pretty funny. Anyway, that's uh, the Death Stranding news. That's not even... Is that even news? Is that even like... I'm, I Do I sound like I messed up? Like I'm 
Sounds like you're a Death Stranding hater. That's what it sounds like. How can I hate something that's not even out? Yeah, that's a great point, man. That's like an atheist saying I hate God. <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't hate Death Stranding. I just there's nothing out. It's just videos and merchandise. I want to see games and a mascot. I, I I hope that what Gijoma the Toro said, what we read last week, is true, and maybe we could see some um, Death Stranding gameplay. We will have our prediction episode of the Game Awards, by the way. Yeah, ten um, years from now. <laughs> no, no, it, the Game Awards <laughs> that's coming out. Uh, December, oh, you mean when it's. <laughs> December. Uh, this December, we have the 2017 Game Awards uh, hosted by Jeff Keighley, and we'll probably have an episode out for uh, for that just to, you know, um, go with the Game Awards. Let us know at Under the Cardboard Box podcast um, at gmail.com. Well, Under the Cardboard Box at gmail.com. Uh, let us know what you guys think of Death Stranding. Let us know if uh, I'm overreacting to it or or is my is my fury or rather frustration uh, is it is it okay? Is it justified? Because I'm just saying, man. I mean, it's like there's nothing out yet. Email That's us, just guys. Me. Email us. Email us. Let me know. Let me know if I'm just out of my mind. All right. Uh, next, Metal Gear Survive. You are out of your mind. Let me just say that ne- because I'm doing a podcast with you. But moving on. Nice. That's good. That was good. That was good. That was good. <laughs> All right. Yeah. All right. Ooh, got me. <laughs> got me. You're paying for wings though. All right. So. <laughs> A Metal Gear, some a game that we actually have a date for. Oh, here it is. And videos, Metal Gear Survive. And are super excited yes, about this. Yes, yes. So are we. Send us a copy, Konami. You can always reach us at six six five Alex. Give me my address. Um. All right. So traps and turns in the in new Metal Gear Survive video. So if you go to Metal Gear Informer or YouTube, or um, you go to the Metal Gear Survive Twitter page, you can find a new video. Uh, this is actually the fourth. Metal Gear Survive video log. So they're going in on showing all the things you can do. Yeah, they're really showing it all. Right. So it's been released, and this time it uh, delves into interception units. There are different types of weapons, manned weapons like mortars and turrets, which we kind of have in MGS5, and automated trap weapons like spinning blades Hmm. and plates that make the creatures trip. There it is. Have a have a nice fall. Uh, you can you can see some of the equipment in action in this new video. So go ahead and check it out, guys. That is uh, the fourth video log for uh, Metal Gear Survive. And let us know it under the cardboard box at gmail.com if you are excited about these new weapons. Um, and also in another post where it focuses on the weapons. So. Um, we got firearms, uh, so you can see arrows, grenades, spears, axes, and various firearms being used to eliminate the creatures. I guess that's the name for them, creatures? Yeah, I mean, you know, in, in The Walking Dead, <clears throat> something that they do that's cool and it's like, you know, it makes sense is they call them walkers, you know, um, but with that specific group. But then they go to another group and they call them something else. Uh, I forgot what the other names were, you know, crawlers or whatever it is, scratchers, biters. Um, they call them other groups. So. In a post-apocalyptic game like this, which I'm guessing it is. Or um, another dimension. So. Yeah, or dimension like they mentioned. Because it can't be... Yeah, go on. Yeah. Um, you know, they just... Uh, it could be named whatever. These uh, creature-like, zombie-esque people. Right. Things. Uh, in other news, some sad news, guys. So the Japanese act voice actress for Naomi Hunter has passed away. Um, Hiromi Tesuro... Uh, who did the Japanese voice for Naomi Hunter in Metal Gear Solid series, has passed away at 57 years old. She was found unconscious in her car and rushed to the hospital where she was pronounced dead. Um, the official cause of her death was the an aortic dissection. Um, she's also known, I don't know if you guys knew this, she's known for playing Bulma in yeah. <clears throat> Dragon Ball Z. So... Um, it's quite a loss, man. It, and if you go to Metal Gear Informer, there is a video of uh, Naomi and Solid Snake in Metal Gear Solid 4, uh, the Japanese version, of course. So um, our condolences to your family, uh, and um, may you rest in peace. Uh, guys, into uh, brighter news, um, Mother Base is growing. Uh, we actually have 391 followers on our Twitter page. Uh, which is awesome. 
Keep on joining us. Follow us at UCB Podcast. Uh, on our Facebook page, we have 35 followers, which is <clears throat> which has remained the same. Follow us on Facebook. We would love your support there. And on YouTube, we have 154 subscribers, guys. Thank you so much for that. Awesome. Uh, please continue subscribing. Continue spreading the word. Hey, guys, uh, we are running low on GMP. If you like our stuff, want to support us and push UCBP to the next level, please consider supporting us on Patreon. We would really appreciate it. You can catch all this information where we get it on MetalGearInformer.com. The Codec Conversation. Episode 52. Here we are. Yes. So given the response that we've got from the last episode, you guys had a lot to say. Uh, particularly one email who will we will read and shout out. This one is from Ron Howard. Pretty long email, but I think it was a good one. It is, yeah. Okay. Shall I do the honors? Go ahead. Okay. So here we go. Hey, guys. So I listened to episode 51. I enjoyed the detailed rundown of each major game in the Metal Gear universe. You should play the pro- uh, the portable games if you haven't. We have portable ops and especially Peace Walker are very worthy games. Metal Gear in its own right, even Metal Gear Acid. I agree with you. He doesn't. Anyway, I wanted to talk about the Phantom Pain. Wow. You guys were hard on it. He was hard on it. I understand how fans of the series might be put off um, by the open world structure of the Phantom Pain. And perhaps on first glance, it might appear like Kojima and Konami simply wanted to copy the success of other g- open world games in the AAA space. However, I would argue that Metal Gear that the Metal Gear series was heading towards that path anyway. When I recall the gameplay in Solid Sons of Liberty, Snake Eater, and Guns of the Patriots, each game seemed more open than the last, particularly MGS3 and 4, which used which used what we call in the business a hub and spooks or is that spokes right level design through over and over again so to uh so to tell me going to an open world seems logical seemed logical so to i'm sorry i butchered that so to me Going to an open world seemed logical. Additionally, the open world opens up the stealth gameplay instead of a linear approach down a hallway. You can approach you can approach an enemy base from many different angles. You feel more like a hunter, not the hunted. This is how playing the mature big boss or his phantom should feel. In terms of it feeling like a Metal Gear game, I think you have to allow the game series to mature beyond its original formula, even if the formula was great. A case in point is the latest Legend of Zelda game, Breath of the Wild, which you've played. I haven't played. I struggle with one for weeks until I finally let go of my expectations from older Zelda games and just let it be itself. I enjoy the game a lot now more. Otherwise, as far as the story, of course, I like it. Skullface is a different kind of MGS villain. He's not a fighter like Zero. He's a manipulator. His plot to send the world into chaos by eliminating the English language is actually pretty ingenious. I agree. Uh, the entire world uh, and it would be chaotic if it was eliminated from the world. Almost overnight. I don't actually think he cares about what the boss's will is, right? And he's also talked about how he likes how Kaz's um, character was transformed. And he likes that you get to spend time with Ocelot uh, as a good guy, quiet. Um, he enjoyed quiet also. Uh, what ra- Or rather, Stephanie Joelstein's performance of quiet in terms of her uh, accepting the, the, the character and that it's fine for her anyway. Um, and he finishes with this. But anyway, the Phantom Pain is actually my favorite game of all time, not just in Metal Gear. Um, it dethroned Resident Evil 4 as my personal all-time favorite. I know you love that line. Uh, interesting to note that, is that Resident Evil 4 is another game that broke from its predecessors in a major way. 
Enjoy the show, guys. I'm sure Kip and I will talk about Metal Gear soon on our podcast since we both really love Metal Gear and the Phantom Pain. This is from Rob Howard, and uh, his, um, his podcast is The Grid Snap Podcast. So That's right. Shout out plug- there. Shout out there for you guys. Uh, keep doing what you're doing. I actually heard one of your podcasts uh, when I saw the email. Pretty good work, guys. Keep it up. Uh, let us know if you want to do a tag team one day. Who knows, man? We would Absolutely, love to. Absolutely, yeah. You know? Um, I think he has so many great points. Uh, obviously, very, very knowledgeable in level designing. I think that's what his podcast is also about, right? Uh, level design. Just different stuff, games, yeah. different games, um, things like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, lots of insight, which, uh, you know, opened me up to a lot of, like, um, seeing, you know, seeing that in a bigger picture. Uh, yeah, I agree with you. Resident Evil 4 was uh, something that, really changed the series of it all you know it kind of went on from there you know every resident evil game that came out um aside from like a few spinoffs and and one-offs um were like over the shoulder you know kind of um camera view so it really changed the aspect of the game i don't necessarily agree with you about like you know man resident evil 4 is just so good it's such a timeless game um you know i I respect your opinion but i just feel like man resident evil 4 is just it exceeds uh so many expectations not only uh from the past but i think it 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 tests it makes a test of time because i mean look how many times it got released it's been released for every single console since the gamecube um that is just that's incredible i I haven't seen that with a lot of games um a few things yeah um with the english language yeah you know like uh it made me see it in different light for sure I still think in a story um, aspect of it, I think it was just a poor excuse to make a villain. Um, I think it, it, it just created some type of like real disaster, real impact um, in order for it to feel for the player to feel invested into playing this like, oh, they're going to take off the English language. Um, if I wasn't an English speaker, if I was like in another country or something like that, and I'm sure it translates into the same game, I feel like what would have been ingenious about it would have been like depending on your region or country. Imagine it having an impact if you're in Russia and instead of erasing the English language, it would be erasing the Russian language or, you know, somewhere down uh, in South America, erasing the Spanish language. I think that would have been ingenious Um, instead of, you know, but instead it is translated into all regions in all countries uh, as it, it's erasing the English language. For me, if I was, you know, someone else um, and I didn't know English, I would have been like, erase it. <laughs> you know, sure. You know, I, I feel like there's not much of a connection there. If there if there were a connection and if I think Hiroko Kojima was trying to make a connection with the player on that, that actually would have been pretty ingenious of him to do, uh, making it region specific with that. I don't think I've ever seen a game do that, actually, you know, change it up for each region. Um, I could be mistaken. Email us. Uh, but that would have been pretty ingenious. Um, aside from the other things, yeah, I do agree uh, with some of the other stuff. Um, but yeah, I just felt like it lacked in story a lot. For me, I play Metal Gear for the story. Gameplay, uh, for sure, one of the best. I think the gameplay should be added to each and every other Metal Gear. It should be remade and remastered or whatever you want to call it um with what remade uh, with those gameplay aspects of it. The open worldness of it, uh, that is absolutely true. From Metal Gear Solid 1 all the way to Guns of the Patriots, the game starts opening up and more, more, and more. Uh, in Solid, it's really, really, really linear uh, where there's not a lot of um, backtracking. The only backtrack I could think of is when you're fighting Sniper Wolf the first time and you have to go back uh, to get, I think, penicillin or something like that, right? Sniper. Uh, to get the sniper, correct, yeah. And then, you know, you could pick up a penicillin on the way. But, you know, you go ahead and that's like, probably some backtrack you do there's a few other backtracks like especially at the end of the game you know with the card keys and stuff but other than that you know there's not much of it with two it opened it up obviously with you know the the different struts and going back and forth and stuff i think i knew that strut in and out at the end of the game like you go through those struts so many times you know you kind of get to know them a little more and then obviously with three it's kind of like a semi open world 
uh, and like a hub, like you called it. Uh, you know, it, it's it's semi open world and it's still linear, but it's open enough for you to play with it and have that stealth a- aspect of it. There is some type of um, stealth in it when you open up the map more. There is a stealth aspect in it where you know you can go ahead and be more creative with your approach to an enemy, whether coming from this side or this side. You know, I think that was the fun of. I mean, in video games, but I think that was the uh, most fun in playing Metal Gear Solid 3, going back to our stories where we really started talking about, oh, well, I didn't approach him like that. I actually did this or I actually did that, you know, Uh, and that really opened it up. So and then obviously with four, it opened it up uh, tremendously um, and, you know, it had a lot of linearity to it, but it also had a different playing field where you can go from different aspects and go into uh, somewhere differently. So. Uh, I just felt like um, for Metal Gear Solid Five, it was it was too open uh, to the point where it lost its narrative. Um, for you know, I, like I said, for me, I play Metal Gear not because uh, I'm creative enough to make a video game, uh, but for someone else to tell me the story about what it is you're trying to convey. I wish and I hoped that um, the first part of Metal Gear Solid Five. Uh, which I thought was really, really well done, would have been kind of like the same ongoing of the game uh, and then it opened it up. No matter what, I still think Metal Gear Solid 5 is a great game. Again, I'll say it, just not a great Metal Gear Solid 5, a uh, Metal Gear Solid game. Okay. Well, you, you do know, first off, let me say I enjoyed it as a Metal Gear game and as a game. But you do know that there was other strands in terms of the of the languages right like english wasn't the first language they had other they had other strands they had yeah, yeah remember there at one point they attack your base with a strand not just the english one the the first time where you have to figure out which language it is that they you know that it's making them sick and then you have to quarantine them right so i i think it was like Kong, conga some, something like that it was some kind of language yeah and that's how you figure out who was getting infected at the time Right before they got um, the cure, uh, I I have to I happen to agree with Rob only because um, English is the most popular language in the world. It sure is. So it would do the most damage, and in this case, um, I think that's what you would want to do in a world war. It's just the most damage. Period. You know, take out the English uh, strand if you want to take out anything else. They have those. But what they're going to attack everyone is with the language that everyone speaks. So just imagine they released, because they did kind of have that infection in Mother Base, the English strand. Imagine they released it just on Mother Base. Every single person will have to decide to speak another language instead of Navajo. Right? Because Navajo is the only language that it doesn't affect. Yeah. So it's like just that strand could take out Mother Base. Period. You know? Um and cause like kind of like a Tower of Babel kind of issue. Um, I don't know if you guys know the biblical reference to Tower of Babel, um, but it was in which they tried to build a tower to reach heaven or to be above God, and uh, God switched the language on them, and they couldn't understand each other, so they couldn't work together, so that happened, you know? So it was kind of like, that's kind of what would happen. Imagine one day, we, we would never know. It's like we're just speaking our original tongues, and we're infected for whatever reason we can't understand. And I think he demonstrated that on the base um, yeah. for that for that very reason. Uh, and in terms of in terms of um, a Metal Gear game, it was kind of like we look at we look at uh, Guns of the Patriots, right? Guns of the Patriots was about as open world as MGS ever got before Part Five, or rather, should I say? Um, no, Peace Walker kind of pushed it. It was the first one. Big Boss was, if you notice, Solid Snake was more of a linear, uh, more hub, open space kind of guy, while Big Boss was like breaking the boundaries and more space and stuff like that. So it kind of went that way. Yeah, because I think in Metal Gear, it's always been like you go to the next level, it loads that level, and then there's your playing field until you go to the next one. Right, right, right. And it started to push that in terms of, you know, Peace Walker. You know, different parts of the level and in the outside, you're outside. You know, that's another thing. Um, in in um, MGS5, you know, you're going to, you're, 
going to the base. So it's like it's the equivalent would I guess be if you're playing MGS one. <laughs> not only are you in Shadow Moses Island, you are <laughs> you're on the submarine going to the submarine, which you'll be able to maneuver to Shadow Moses Island. It's doing everything for you right there. Kind of. A, no. Yeah, it's doing everything for you. But it, it, the new MGS five view, you're doing it. You're doing it. You're yeah. you're finding your whatever way it is to get in there and stuff like that, which which I always enjoy. I always enjoy different ways of doing it. If you want to snipe from far. You can snipe people from far away, uh, which you know gets boring after a while. But if you if you want to go in with D Dog, um, he'll sniff it out, and you just sneak up to everyone. It's up to you, you know. Different. Yeah, I love those parts. I love those. Yeah, parts. Uh, especially using Quiet. Yeah, right. Because Quiet can just you know you can tell her to scout everything, and when she covers you and stuff like that. It's so good the, cover. Those, yeah, very good cover. Um, those those aspects of the game I like. Now, now, and also, um, you know. I said this prior. Um, I'll read this comment before before anything. But this is one of the comments that we got on our Facebook page. Follow us there. Uh, so it says, really good episode, guys. For me, you were soft. So the first <laughs> one said we went hard. Second one. I went hard. Um, <laughs> it's just different opinions. People are going to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got different. Very different. Very different. For each episode. But he went, he went hard. Um, <laughs> really good episode, guys. For me, you were soft. When discussing MGS5, you forgot to talk about how they ruined Ocelot as a character, how Venom Snake has no personality whatsoever, and the horrible cassette storytelling of the game. <laughs> now, I will have to agree with the storytelling of the game in terms of the cassettes. I thought it was kind of a lazy way to do it. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of like, um, I remember Metal Gear, um, I'm sorry, a Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3 had, uh, a re- their, in their review... They were dinged on the story mainly being told through the loading, loading screen. screen. So it, I remember them going through that and saying, like, you know, just a reviewer saying, you know, this was a, a kind of like a weak way to tell the story because during this time, it's kind of like they're showing you all these images and they're, you know, you kind of have to sit there and listen to it, but it's not really so interesting instead of doing it through cutscenes. The reason why Call of Duty wanted to do it that way, Activision, is because they wanted to give the player more gameplay than cutscenes. Um, but they found out, you know, soon enough that it just wasn't a good way to tell a story. Um, I like the cassette tapes. They're not too bad. But I do think, of course, that it's, you know, it's kind of a lazy way to tell the story. Uh, if you want to know deeper, um, I think this is a great way to know, like, more information. But there's a lot of important information lot, in these a cassette lot, a tapes. Lot. Mm-hmm. And you're actually forced to kind of find them in order for you to know. Yeah, and then yeah, piece yeah. them together. Of yep, course. pretty much. Yeah, it's it's a lot of vital. It makes the story a lot more interesting when you hear about it. Um, you know, so so things like that. But what I love to do is that I love to download the um, the app, the MGS Five app. Yeah, and I like to listen to the tapes as I walk, or something like that. You know, um, I won't listen to it while I play. I'll just listen to it like when I'm outside or something like that. I found that. For me, that makes it more interesting. Not saying that the cassettes were a bad idea. Um, it just feels like it was a shortcut. Yeah, and it also played on, I think, the 80s and the Sony Walkman and all yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. So, it was kind of like forced. Yeah. Like you, I was like, oh, you got a cassette player. Hey, you got another cassette. Hear the cassette. Come yeah. on, listen to the cassette. <laughs> um, in terms of uh, Venom's personality, now I, I've said this countless of times before. Spoiler alert, because I know you're going to get me I'm on say this. It, you know? Venom is not Big Boss. He is not Big Boss. It, it's actually trinkled through the entire game, like when you really look at it, yeah. that he's not Big Boss. Okay? There are things that really give it away. Um, one of the, the major ones is when he actually, you know, he's, he doesn't tell Kaz, kept you waiting, huh? When Kaz set him up for it. It's yeah. just like one of those things. Um, but of course, while while Big Boss had more of a talkative personality and dare I say was more outgoing, maybe uh, a little more flirtatious and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, we got to understand that this was a phantom of uh, Venom. Sorry. Venom oh, is a phantom yeah. of Big Boss who was manufactured to have his memories, his skills implanted and to make others believe that he was Big Boss. Um. All he had were pretty much the memories of his missions in the past and the people on his base. That's why he tells Kaz, like, what should I do? 
Like, tell me. Tell me like you used to. Now, I, I don't know about Big Boss, but I don't think I've ever heard him say something like that. No. You know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was just, that's, that's, that's where I, you know, put it away. Like, it's not Big Boss. It's supposed to be, um, Venom is literally supposed to be you. That's why you create him in the beginning, which is why, you know, I know that we have this difference. You, you, talk, you talked about the story and stuff like that. But I was like, uh, my argument is, you know, like, yeah, there's a lack of storytelling in terms of as far as Snake is involved or Big Boss is, Venom is involved or Big Boss is involved. But at the same time, it's because this is supposed to be the untold story that never, it was never on record. It was just Big Boss working on Outer Heaven. And that's the story that we're following. You are literally the background now. You're the background while everything else is going on, which is we know that, you know, uh, serving in church and stuff like that, people in the background are the, not the ones that are noticed. It's what's going on up front. Yeah, yeah. And, and I think that it was just a way to bridge the gap between one and two. You know, Absolutely. like how the heck did he survive one? So How do you um, fight him twice? How do you fight him twice? So it was, uh, I think it was just Hiro Kojima because we know that he didn't make, you know, Metal Gear all these games and then say, oh, this is what I'm going to do for the fifth one or whatever. You know, they obviously had to make it on the go, you know, like between each game. So it wasn't like there was a definitive beginning and a definitive ending to it. Um, or even a bridge between it. So I think he just found pieces in between it and went for it. And he said, okay, we're going to put this in the middle there. Um, but for me, I, I just feel like, yeah, with with Venom Snake, he just has uh, some type of like n- not, not much character, obviously, like uh, he said. Um, but like you said, I mean, that's he's not Big Boss, you know. So I don't think he's supposed to have much character. I think they kept it very slim and minimal because in the end of the game, you find out that that character is you. So you could perceive it the w- whatever way you want it to be. It's um, your story. It's your story. Right. Correct. So and then, you know, so a lot of people, you know, I've read comments on YouTube where it says it's your story. So that's why it lacked story. Um, they, a lot of people said that the reason why it's open world is obviously because it's your story. So it's a lot of things that could play on it. And we can all say, oh, Genius by Hideo Kojima. You know, of course, we can all say that and stuff. Uh, and we could always say that Konami, uh, you know, uh, spliced some of that story in it or wanted to push in a different direction and stuff. So, so many things can be said, right? We won't know the full truth, I don't think, ever. But all we do know is what we have as a substance in the game. That's all we know. That's all we can go by. So, uh, I, for me, yeah, I just felt like the story was just a little lackluster. Uh, let's go on... Uh, Ocelot, um, that they, they, they changed. I haven't, Ocelot. yeah. Well, so, yeah, that they, this is what he said. He said, um, that they ruined, they ruined yeah. Ocelot as a character. And I actually have something to say about that, but go, yeah. Go um, first. Hmm. I, Ocelot, my favorite Ocelot is in Metal Gear Solid 3. I think that, uh, him as Adam, like, you know, there is, um, I think for me, that was his best moment, um, just in terms of like character. And just spunk and charisma and like the interactions between him and Big Boss. I think those are really, really cool. Um, uh, I didn't mind him in Metal Gear Solid 5. I thought he was a great leader. I thought he was more like centered towards the goal and the mission. Um, and he was very, he was also neutral between, uh, obviously, I think he sided more with Big Boss. But he was also, you know, neutral. He, I think he also took care of the base as well with the soldiers and stuff, you know, when you, when you, there's a cutscene that if you don't go into Metal Gear Solid 5 for a while, uh, D-Dog comes up to you and starts licking you and stuff, you know, uh, and the person standing there is Ocelot, you know, it, it kind of seems like, hey, I've been taking care of this in your back kind of thing. And, oh, it looks like he missed you a lot, you know, stuff like that. So don't be so far for so long. Right. Exactly. Correct. So, you know, it, it's, um, it, it's just a form of him just being like the leader, being the first one to receive you as you get there, like, hey, I'm taking care of things kind of thing. So I, I didn't mind him, uh, actually, in Metal Gear Solid 5. What I noticed about Ocelot, and you'll see this, Ocelot becomes who he needs to become, if you notice that. Depending on his role, he conforms to that role. And that's why I feel like the Ocelot in MGS5 was probably the most sincerest form of Ocelot. Yeah. Like, that's who Ocelot is because he didn't have to pretend there. Of course, um, 
you know, he had psychotherapy to believe that Venom was the true big boss. But I believe that his character, that was his character. That's, That's who he is. Because in every other game, he's playing He's playing roles. a double agent. Always. Or a triple agent. Yeah. Right? So if you notice this, he's not the same character in any game. It's true. In the first one, he's very ambiguous and very forthcoming and, and very just like, you know, aggressive. Yeah. You yeah. know? In, in um in Metal Gear Solid One, he's like very you know he's a very villain. tough. Yeah, he's a villain. Very you know like you know calm and tough and oh I'm you know you think you're bad I'm bad you know what I mean and tortures you and stuff like that and um you know just very intimidating. If yeah. you look at Part Four, he's like a madman. You know he's acting he's acting more like like a unhinged liquid. You yeah. know and that. And it even it even comments about that in the encyclopedia that Ocelot did that to trick the Patriots into thinking he was really liquid. Yeah, and which goes back into Metagear Solid Five, which he tricked himself to be to believe uh, to believe Big Boss of Venom Snake is is the, the real Big, Big Boss. Boss. But he didn't he didn't have to switch anything else. You know, like he didn't he he's just he always loved Big Boss. Um. And so that's I believe I truly believe that was his real personality throughout the entire thing. Someone who's level headed, he's calm, you know, he's rational, you know what I mean? Just like he's sympathetic, even if you yeah, notice how yeah. he is with the kids and stuff like that. You know, um, the voice of reason, even when when Kaz was just like looking for blood and, and so he then, wasn't. So then what do you think happened in Medgar Solid One when uh, ultimately, you know, like he he was just a villain, you know, like just a straight up villain. Well, remember his 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 plot throughout all of the Metal Gear games after Outer Heaven was to free Big Boss. That was his that was his mission. Yeah, he would do whatever it took to complete that. But mission. as a player, we didn't know that in the solids. Of course, we didn't know that until part four. Yeah, you know, but we didn't know anything more about Ocelot. Part you know, solid was the first time you ever see Ocelot. Yeah. So it's like that's who you believe him as. It's crazy how they Hirokojima decided to make that character into like an ongoing character. You know, like right. he's in every game. Right. Know? Right. He's in every game in all the solids. Yeah, all of them. So you know? it's it's uh yeah, it's interesting that he would choose him as a character to continue and have a history with. Um and it's just I mean, yeah, super important character. Right, right. So that that's what I'm that's what I meant in terms of So that's that's So why you don't I, agree with with him. I, I don't agree with his comment or rather if 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 you've always seen Ocelot as like the same per just play the game. I mean, if you think I'm wrong, let me know. Let us know at UCB podcast. Uh, yeah. Send us an email at under the cardboard box at gmail.com. Let us know what you guys think we're wrong about. We'd love to talk to you about it. But honestly, I think his personality since it's because it, you probably like think it's terrible because you've never seen it before. But then again, when have you ever seen Ocelot be as sincere as he was in MGS5. Yeah, that's that's a great point. He's always been the double, triple agent in all of these games. Um, and that is his truest, sincerest form. He's a mellow, calm dude. Voice of reason, you know? Probably. Probably. That could be it. Uh, let's see. Um, they ruined Ocelot. Venom Snake has no personality whatsoever. Yep, went over all of them. I hope you... This is uh, from Leonardo. Yeah, from Leo. Argentina. Let Sorry. us know, man. Thank We're you for here that, for Patreon, by the uh, way, Leo. <laughs> absolutely, man. You're awesome. Support us there. Um, let's see. What what else? What other ones that they that they make? Uh, in terms of quiet, no, won't go into that. Just, <laughs> just we already said our piece. I don't know if you want. Yeah, say no. Anything. I think uh, if she's okay with it, then sure. You know, I just felt as the player, it was just uh, too, too much. much. Yeah. yeah um. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think we're good, man. Yeah, yeah. I think that was a pretty good discussion. We just yeah. wanted to make a... Since it it, it received so much, um, you know... Attention? Uh, yeah, absolutely. We wanted to kind of like talk about it, man. Uh, so you guys let us know what you guys think in terms of our conversation. Um, if you liked what we talk about, hit that like button uh, right there. If you're on our YouTube channel, hit that subscribe button where my main man Heidel just... No, it was here. It was. Is it here? Is it? No, it's right here. It's right. Subscribe okay. is right okay. here. It's right Subscribe, here. It's... And then I think like is right, right, right around there. But if you're there. listening on our podcast, please go to our YouTube channel and subscribe. You know, it'll help us out greatly. Um, I think. I think that's good. Or yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, I think you guys can catch all of our 
content uh, here on YouTube where we live. Don't forget, like Arnaldo said, subscribe. And if you're listening right now, please give us a review too. You know, it will help us a lot. Right? Absolutely. Let us know what you think of us, guys. Who's that? And we've reached the time for the trivia. Once again, Heidel did not give me any time to think about anything right. to say. Do you have a line? I don't. All righty then. You see, we should put the pressure on him one day. I'm just going to do it. I'm going to be like, day. actually, no, it's going to be your turn. Actually, it's going to be your turn. All right. Okay. So let's see. Off the top of my head. Let's Snowden, see. I'm going to call you in. We're gonna, I'm going to need your help. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Uh, I can't just knock on the front door and ask them to let me in. <laughs> oh, man. It's super easy, dude. Give me another one. Because I have no idea what this one's about. <laughs> uh, say it again. I can't just knock on the front door and ask them to let me in. Uh, I can't just knock on the front door and ask them to let me in. That doesn't, that doesn't seem like something Snake would say. Um, I mean, tell me if I'm wrong. That doesn't seem like something Snake would say, right? Yeah? Good. So, you know... You could reach us at under the cardboard box at gmail.com. Stop stalling. Um, yo, I'm thinking, man. It's just this. Oh, yeah? Yeah? I have How do you no, like to be no interrupted idea. when you're thinking, huh? I have no idea, no. my brother. Let's see here. I'm going to guess this is literally from the dark. Um, Metal Gear Solid. What is the deal with MGS2 when the president grabs Raiden's penis? Dude, I don't know. What is the deal with that? He grabbed it and said, you're a man. What was that for? I have no idea. But please continue. Yeah. Good game, though. Good game. Yeah, awesome. You know, I was listening to that. And uh, Adelise goes, why do you guys keep saying that? And I'm like, because it's a good game. It's a good game. It's a good game. We love it. Don't we? Um, what does she even listen? She, why is she listen? What, what? How did she listen? Because I'm watching the dishes and I, I have the Bluetooth on. Oh, okay. Okay, so, okay. Yeah. Go on. Go on. Um, Metal Gear Solid 1. Okay. Metal Gear Solid 1. And uh, this is uh, Otacon saying it's a snake in Alaska. Shadow Moses Island. I looked at the camera as but, if they were even watching no, us. Yeah, there's no. Yeah. In Alaska. Okay. In Alaska. Okay. All right. Uh, no. No. Good. Good. It's good, not. Good. It's not. It was actually Snake who said it. Oh, it was him. Yep. Solid Snake? Solid Snake. Ooh, got me. And Metal Gear Solid One. Ooh, while man, you're surveying, while you're surveying outside of before you go into the to the base of Shadow Moses, mm -hmm. and he's checking around, and Colonel's speaking to him, and he says, "Well, I can't just knock on the door and ask him to let me in." And Damn, Colonel's yeah. telling him to look for any other I way to that. get in. I actually remember that one. Mm -hmm. Yep, there you go. So that is our trivia, guys. That is the trivia. Let us know how we're doing. Let us know uh, what ideas you might have at under the cardboard box at gmail.com. Uh, that was our trivia. So, Heidel, we have reached the stage of rambling. Brought to you by Jen Steak. Go for it. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I actually I was going to uh, mention something. Yeah, no. I was going to mention something to our listeners. For those of you guys listening and uh, following us on Twitter, or if you don't, follow us on Twitter at UCB Podcast. Thank you. We would like to have our review copies for Survive. Um, if you want to hear our opinions of Metal Gear Survive, let us know. Uh, we would definitely love to review it and review it in time for the release. So, if you guys can, do us a favor. I want you guys to tweet at Konami. Let them know, hey, we want to hear Under the Cardboard Box review Metal Gear Survive. So, can you please send them a review copy? You can word it however you want, but just tag Konami. And tag us, of course, uh, and just say we want under the cardboard box to review Metagur Survive in time for the release. Absolutely. And on that note, guys, we are number two. Number two on Podomatic. In Podomatic in video games, man. We are trying to be number one. So guess what? All those downloads you guys do, they count. So guess what I want you to do? Keep downloading. Just listen to every just episode. Everything. Except for episode one. Everything. Everything. All right. And uh, we really appreciate it. But we are now number two. Um, who are 
I, I, I always forget the name of those people who were losing to uh, that 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 board game, whatever. <laughs> why are they so good? How, who? Why? Why? I, maybe why? they've been a lo- around for a long time. Maybe that's what it is. Yeah, they I'm gonna have. I'm gonna pull it up right now. Who, wait, wait, wait. So we're number two, sitting at Potomatic. Um, we want to be number one. It's we do. Very, very, very difficult. Let me tell you, it's very difficult to be number just, two. To no, just to stay in the top on one hundred. You know how many video game podcasts are there? I don't know why you guys listen to us. Exactly. We would one day hopefully want to be on Apple, but um, that's a whole different level. On Apple? Know? Yeah, on like the main main line of it. Oh, you know? okay, okay, okay. Right. So we're working towards it. We're walking working towards it. Yeah. So <laughs> listen, download our episodes, and it'll be great, guys. I mean, just just try it out. You know, just download every single episode you can, if you want to. <laughs> you can. Pu- the Puzzle Warriors Three. Puzzle Warriors Three, guys. If you're listening, if you guys are listeners of our show. Good job. We will give you that. We will. Yeah. We will. Yeah. We will. But what the heck? What do you guys talk about? I'm, I have listened to it. I just don't understand it. I guess because I don't I don't play the, the thing that they play. I don't know what it is. Who knows? Not anyway. hating, though. Not hating. We just yeah, want to yeah, no, no. we just want to be number one. You know? Yeah. I just we are the number one Metal Gear podcast because there's no other no Metal other Gear. One. We're the only Metal Gear podcast. Um, yeah. So that was pretty cool. Um, I beat South Park. Finally beat it. Mm. Very good game. Mm. Um, I give it a 10 out of 10. Mm. And that's just off the top of my head. But a very good game. <laughs> off the top of it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, I didn't play this week at all, which is crazy. Uh, I was just so swamped with work that it didn't allow me. That was good. It didn't allow me to play this whole week, man. So I literally got on to just like see my stats in South Park, I think a few nights ago. And I just didn't feel like playing. And then I just fell asleep. So I'm hoping to get some gaming done this weekend um, just to, you know, have fun. Awesome possum. Actually, I've been playing Resident Evil 5. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. A friend uh, a friend of mine. Um, who, who listens to the show? Yes, he does. I No, he doesn't. Okay. No, but he, he knows about the show. Yeah, he does. He does. Support us on Patreon. Um, but yeah, uh, he wanted me to get it. And uh, we've been playing it together. I have beaten it before. Uh, so that's great, but it's been a long, long time. Uh, does Henry listen to the episodes? Henry, which, uh, Henry Almiro? Yeah. Um, no. He was the, it was with him. Oh, that's right. First. I remember that. Yep. Oh, uh, we PlayStation both, 3. We, we both bought the game together and we played it together. Man, good times, good times. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's been pretty good to revisit and stuff like that. Uh, I like these classic games, you know what I mean, that, I, that I've enjoyed. Wow, we yeah. can now call them classics. It's been that long. Yeah, it's been long. Uh, with it's these long graphics. Time. Kids will never know what the heck the original Super Mario was. Like, I know, man. I remember playing that. Like speaking, of, speaking of Mario, I mean, Mario Odyssey getting a lot of good reviews. I hear that. Um, I hear that. Very, very good game. Um, yeah, man. Uh, I mean, we definitely want to grow and engage a different type of audience. We know we have our Metal Gear audience here. But let us know if you guys want us to talk about other games and maybe make a new podcast, make a new video cast. Um, if you guys want us to talk about uh, like different things, like we want to get into tech and all these other things that we want to do. Uh, I know Arnaldo is super into like, I mean, I, me too, super into tech and stuff and reviewing them and whatnot. Um, let us know. You know, we want to expand. We want to do a lot of stuff for you guys for Metal Gear. We're never going to change that. But we want to expand. We want to multiply. Just like our friend said, um, who sent us that email, uh, he said that, you know, Metal Gear expanded and it matured into what it is now, you know, and uh, we want to mature. We want to grow and we want to have a different type of audience, not just our die hard, hardcore fans, um, but a different type of market. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, we've reached the end of the show. It is it is time. It's 11.05 p.m., and it's a Friday night, so... Good morning, by the way, on Tuesday or Monday. (laughs) (laughs) Well, right now, we have a recording, but yeah, if you're listening to us while on your way to work, have a great day at work. Absolutely. You know, what's crazy, dude, I was, I I remember, I remembered, um, I was listening to the show, and then, like, I'm literally on my way to work, Uh and I told myself in the past to have a good day. I think I did that for myself, man. Honestly, it felt good, not just because it's coming for me, 
but <laughs> that sounds wrong but not not because <laughs> what a what good is coming out of you right now i nothing, think you should just nothing. stop no no listen listen for <laughs> real though i was literally on my way to work and it was really stressful a really stressful morning um but it was like it it kind of encouraged me so i hope i hope that we can encourage you uh throughout our days when we say have a great day at work today or at school or at school have a great day at school or whatever you do whatever you do man keep it going seek that dream you know look for that better job or continue in your better job yeah whatever it is uh we have audio evidence of last week's show Mm -hmm. where you thought that i didn't say mother base i sent you countless of videos i keep telling you so i wanted to mention it on the show guys please listen to episode 51 where Arnaldo thought that i didn't say mother base uh, for our trivia. Time. The question is, did you get the trivia wrong? Oh, absolutely. But and we are but signing out. But see, but see, <laughs> sign but it out. <laughs> but see, but that's, but that's a given. I'm going to get it wrong, you know? So just wanted to mention that because, uh, just deli- everything he just said, just forget about it. We're UCBP. We're out. No, um, <laughs> proper, in, proper outro. I, I, I wonder if people do it with you. Like, you know, like, <laughs> can you imagine we're, we're saying, signing out? We're signing out. Yeah, yeah, that's why I like to like trip them up and was like, and yeah, where and imagine they go signing out and I go, you know, yeah, just yeah. say whatever. Something, yeah. Something stupid. Right. Uh so you cut me off the last time. Is there anything else on your mind? Uh no, that's it. No, that's it. Yeah. What about you? Do you have anything on your mind? Me? No, nothing on my mind yet. Not am I thinking of anything? Nope. Nothing I can think of. I know you're hungry. Are you? I'm yeah, I can eat. Let's do it. Okay. So, that being said, uh, Heido's playing with his belly. Uh, I'm Arnaldo Castillo. And I'm Heido Martinez. I, you keep messing me up tonight. How? I'm because I just said Heido's playing with his belly. I'm Arnaldo Castillo. I was doing the outro. Oh, man. Well, let's do it again. <laughs> okay. This is under the cardboard box, guys. If you didn't know, we're just, we're just bozos. I don't know why you're still listening. I don't know why you're still playing with your belly fat there. Yeah, it's funny. All right, go ahead. (laughs) Well, guys, it's been great. It's been fun. Thank you for listening listening to us. I mean, why do that? Um, We're here, Mother Base. This is UCBP. Um, I'm Ronaldo Castillo. I'm Jairo Martinez. And we're coming for you, Puzzle Warriors. And that's our show. 